Hello, and welcome to the I Want to Like This podcast, episode number 50. This week on the podcast, I we take a look at a movie that a lot of people in my generation and my guest generation, because we're the same generation, so this is a pointless introduction part note, got really excited but also kind of leery of. We live in a society of reboots, and while we've talked about that a lot on the podcast, there's a lot of nostalgia-era reboots coming for more gritty or realistic takes, and sometimes that's very hard to watch your childhood be represented like that. This is not the case. As my guests and I sit down and we discuss the 2017 Power Rangers movie, which shockingly is a character-driven, really fun piece. I'm your host, Thomas Sinclair. With me this week is Isaiah Velasquez. Hey! Hey, finally got on your podcast. Yeah, one-on-one and not with Jordan. Uh, Thank God. Right? That guy likes to take charge of everything. He does. And it was weird because it was an I Want to Like This podcast edition leading into his podcast doing a train of thought on Vanguard. <laughs> and he hasn't released. Like, we've, we recorded four and a half episodes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm still waiting. To see them come out. And it hasn't been nothing. And that's nothing against any. It's nothing against the Nerds and Mark contact. You're lazy, Jordan. He's a bum. He doesn't. He just. He just never jumps on the. He wants to jump on the thing and have a bunch in the can, and then they're just sitting waiting in the can. And Whereas, just with that statement right there, you're going to get an email or text message saying, "Screw you." He doesn't listen to my <laughs> podcast anyway, so fuck him. I listen to I listen to Nerds and Marks mostly for Kaz. I don't. Uh, but also, I listen to podcasts constantly. So. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I don't listen to your podcast either. I just watch your videos. Nope, that's totally understandable. Because <laughs> I told you that they're entertaining, too. I, I try. Um, yeah, and especially with the vlog coming up now, because it's another way for me to make me do things. Like, I actively note when I go to wrestling practice in the vlog. Yes, so I know, just... because you're usually catching me off guard <laughs> recording me. Well, talking about getting caught off guard. Yes. We're here to talk about the Power Rangers movie, mm-hmm. which is another in the long line of reboots of stuff from, like, our childhood. I know one of the reboot franchises that has gone from... Oh, this is cool because it's something you really loved as a child. To I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to Transformers right of course, away. Yeah. And we've talked about it on the podcast <laughs> with our guests, but you love Transformers and you love the robots themselves. As a kid, yeah. yes, I watched all the cartoons, had a ton of the toys. Um, so, needless to say, I was hyped for the reboot. Yeah, first one was actually good. First one was good. It was I entertaining. It. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I enjoyed it. I remember walking out of the theater very satisfied. Um, then part two came out and my childhood died. <laughs> it's just been a declining <laughs> revenue ever since. Pretty much. It's, and they're still making them. I, I haven't even seen the new one. I haven't seen the new one. I saw part of the last one and that's because TJ Miller was in it and he's a funny comedian. I like him. Mm-hmm. And then he dies really early on. I'm like, what Spoiler am I going to alert, by the way, what am I going to listening? What am I going to do? Watch Marky Mark up on screen with robots all this time? No, thank you. <laughs> I'm out. I did see the one prior. It okay. wasn't that bad, it's, but you can tell that they're cashing it, in on stuff. Pretty much. And there's also, by the way, that's a. I get weird about some of the people like Michael Bay because there's a lot of like, there are cars that are specifically racist. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like, they're alien cars. I don't understand what you're doing here. They're, you get it? They're alien cars. Uh, ah, now uh. you get it. Because one of the ice cream trucks was a Mexican I know. who was illiterate and couldn't read. And he was green, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads to the Roger Klotz theory and Doug. 
Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Skeeter. Skeeter. Which, by the way, Doug is one of my favorite, or I should say my all-time favorite cartoon ever. Really? Yeah. Rocko's Modern Life is like mine. That comes close second. And then third would probably be Tom and Jerry. Uh, second for me now, Gravity Falls. It's a newer cartoon. It's fantastic. It's one of those things where a writer actually went to the company like, no, it only goes this long. We don't extend it. This is the story I want to tell. It's two seasons long. Only two seasons, and it's just perfect. They should probably have him write movies then. Yeah, right? He's a great <laughs> he's a great writer, too. It's a fun series. But no, we're here to talk about Power Rangers, which for me is kind of... It's, it's weird because Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers are the things that kept me going to the martial arts, even when martial arts was a lot of discipline. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> and I've been in the martial arts my whole life, but those things made me get excited for learning how to do this stuff. And... Then, you know, I really got into the discipline side of it once I saw Star Wars. But Power Rangers was like a huge thing out of nowhere in the 90s. And it was this re- it was this reuse of footage from a Japanese television show mm-hmm. where obviously the yellow Power Ranger, who's a girl in America, was a dude in Japan. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. So it was, but it was one of those things where it caught on and it had fighting it had giant robots it had monsters it was cheesy and it was it was fun it was a campy show it was and, and they're all on netflix too if you ever want to want to uh reference them again oh totally <clears throat> i will watch uh all the stuff with uh jason david frank's tommy oliver in it once the green ranger shows up that series just rocket boost and he's still doing things i know he still, still does all things. the cons and he's a, he's a really nice guy he's heavily tattooed up <laughs> Like heavily, and that's I have coming. Nothing against that. <laughs> no, but that's coming from me, and it's like that guy's got a lot of tattoos now. I was shocked. I was, I was shocked because I, I, I always picture him as the Green Ranger, the wholesome, the wholesome Green Ranger who was evil. Yeah, who was evil at one point, and then turned into the White Ranger at another point. Yeah, and was dating Kimberly, mm-hmm. and made everybody mad at him for oh, that specific reason. It's, it's fun. He went from dating Kimberly. And she bombed off, and then they got a new pink ranger, and he went, oh, okay, then that one. Oh, cool, you got a, you got a new girl for me. Sweet. I didn't even awesome. have to do any work now. Oh, now this one's Australian. This is great. Was she really? Yeah, Cat was Australian. I want to say that I probably stopped watching after they... Uh, they brought took... the second pink ranger? In. Yeah. It was right before they brought in the second yellow ranger. Okay. Isn't that because she died? No, 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 Trini died years after. The girl who played Trini died years after. But uh, they they recast uh, the Black Ranger, the Yellow Ranger, and the Red Ranger. So it was Rocky, Adam, and, uh, oh, I, was I, I'm not going to say a name because I'll get it wrong and someone's going to be like, I think you're right. It's Aisha? Yeah, it's Aisha. I think. Because they, 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 I think at some point they went, it's really weird that we have the Asian girl be the Yellow Ranger and the black ranger being a black kid so they switched it around to the asian translation kid with... we don't want to get booted off the air for people catching on to our races yeah <laughs> so they made the asian kid the black ranger and they made the uh, black girl the yellow ranger so they switched the gender of the ethnicities as well as the ranger colors which is probably smart on a legalized and as a legal way oh yeah oh <laughs> uh, i mean they had tommy oliver his name was tommy oliver and he was the green ranger like that's not an irish joke Mm, no, if it was O'Reilly, <laughs> or something along those lines. But it was. Uh, but this movie came out, and I, I kind of right off the bat when I first saw the designs of everything, I was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to see that. I'm out. It's overly digitally animated. I don't care." And I was kind of writing it off. 
Well, for me, I thought it was going to be just like the TV show. And it was going to be geared more towards, I guess you could say, what was it, like 8 to 12-year-olds? Yes. And just be very campy, like the TV show was. Yeah. Um, But then once I started seeing the previews for it and everything... It's more geared towards eighteen to twenty-eight year olds. I, I, guess. I think I, it's. I really, mean, in that general. Yeah, I think it's age range. I think it's still aimed at. I think it's aimed at teenagers with the, with the idea of getting the people who have nostalgia for it something more to chew on. I mean, right off the bat, like us. Yeah, right off the bat when they cast Brian Cranston, I was like, okay, this could be a thing to watch. And yeah, because yeah, I'll watch anything with Brian Cranston in it because he's a phenomenal actor. And then I was like. He does have roots in the Power Rangers. He was the voice of a bunch of villains. So much. Was he? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a villain, the snake villain with the giant mouth that opened. That's hit Brian Cranston. Uh, Brian Cranston was such a part of being like the villains and all that or early on that they named uh, Billy. Billy's last name in the show is Billy Cranston. Huh. And it's after Brian Cranston. It's a nod to him. You're like Channel 11, the more you know. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but... Oh, wait. Is that Channel? No, that's Channel 5. I don't... The channels are NBC. different here. Yeah. NBC. Uh, I think NBC is Channel 5 here. Okay. Yeah, and it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, that's kind of a cool nod that Brian Cranston's in this, and he was in the first one. And then I saw the actors list, and I started seeing dailies, and I'm like, okay. And then someone came to me, and they're like, do you want to go see this movie? And I went, are you paying? And they went, yes. <laughs> and I went, I'm down. <laughs> did you touch its penis? Ah, uh, no, I did not touch her penis. Um... <sighs> Such a letdown. All right, well, let's just shut the podcast down. <laughs> but, like, you saw this movie. Like, what were you expecting going into it? Because it's not something either of us got really excited about. Yeah, no, by any means, I was not hyped for this at all whatsoever. I did see the previews, and when you hear the old uh, the old Power Rangers theme, I'm not going to lie, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yes. I like that. It's just the nostalgia again that you talked about. Um, I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, I didn't even see it when it came out on Blu-ray. Um, as you are watching right now, yes, I downloaded it off the internet. <laughs> Quote, unquote, I borrowed it <laughs> from the internet uh, and watched it as I was working on something else. Um, and yeah, as I was watching it, I was like, okay, I'll put this on as background noise. Yeah. Uh, so that way, at least I could say that I, try- I attempted to watch it. Yes. And as I was working on some art pieces, I found myself stopping and watching the movie. Yeah. Stopping no. watching the movie. The next thing I know, I'm just like, all right, I'm going to be done with this. I'm just going to watch the movie right now. So what like, what made you just start focusing on it? Was it the action or was it actually what got me actually enjoying it in the theaters was the kids are actually like, I actually cared about the characters of the kids. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's different. Um, very different than what you thought. Because in the TV show, what was it? Jason was basically, he was... The goody two shoes. The guy in high school that everybody looked up to and wanted to be like and everything. And yes. in the new one, he basically, t- he's the same thing, but he's also a kind, dude, of, a, kind of a douchebag. Kind of a delinquent, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, and then they changed. Then they introduced, who did they introduce next? They introduced, um, what was it, Billy? Yeah. Right? Well, Completely different. I mean, he's still a nerd. Yeah. But no, yeah, I they, was expecting that. Um, it's just, it's different. But it still nods to the original. Even how they they introduce them. I mean, when you first get introduced to the kids in the show, they're all at this athletic, the community thing. And they all know each other, right? Yeah, they're all best friends already. Exactly, yeah. But in this one, they all meet 
because of detention. Like, they're all kind of delinquent. Well, not all of them. Three of them do. Yes. And then the other two you meet later on in the movie. But, again, they're all brought together by by fate as opposed to, hey, we already know each other. We're best friends. And they got picked. Yeah, exactly. And then, also, the opening scene to this movie is you see Zordon as the Red Ranger uh, battling Rita. Who's who the you, Green Ranger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who you later find out that was a Power Ranger, too. But they didn't explain that in the original. No. No. They didn't never explain why Rita has the ability for the Green Ranger. Exactly. And Which, now, basically, they just they, explained that in the opening scene of this movie. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. I uh, It's one of those things where they added a more backstory to Rita and Lord Zed, and not just they've been fighting through the eons, and Lord Zed is this disembodied head. And I did talk to a couple people, and I asked them their opinion on the Power Rangers movie, and they said one thing that they didn't like was that it took too long. And I asked them, well, what do you mean... How did it take too long? And they said, oh, like the action didn't start until maybe the the last 45 minutes of the movie. And I said, well, basically they were character building and trying to give you a backstory and actually trying to show you how they all came together when these five, uh, I guess you could say just five um, strangers. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. It's the same problem that I had with uh, people complaining about the Godzilla movie. There's There's not enough Godzilla in it. It's all about these people. I'm like, have you ever watched the old Godzilla movies? Yeah, you don't see them until no, in the latter part of the movie. I, I always like to relate it to the one movie that I always go, this is a movie's perfect because you don't see the threat, and it's Jaws. Like, Jaws is yeah, a exactly. perfect movie because the shark was broken, and they couldn't use it for most of the film. Oh, is that the reason why they yeah, didn't yeah, do yeah. that? They, when uh, Spielberg originally had the script read, uh, the shark was all over it. But when they pulled the shark in the water, it just constantly malfunctioned. Mm-hmm. So, like, you were supposed to see the shark in that first scene where he eats the girl. Oh. And that would have totally ruined that movie. Because you would have seen the shark right off the bat. And not seeing the shark makes it so much scarier. Just like Jurassic Park, the original one. Not Jurassic World, but Jurassic Park, the original movie in 1993. They don't show you the T-Rex right off the bat. No. And when you do see the T-Rex, you barely see a full image of him. Yeah, it's always parts. so always snippets of him. Yeah. Um, and then you don't really fully see him until the Gallimina scene. The Gallimina scene, and then oh no no the, when the they finish chase the, the jeep movie. when they ch- when he chases the jeep. But still, it's kind of yeah. what like a, it's in the rearview mirror, like a two minute scene, not at even most. Yeah, exactly, it's like thirty seconds. Yeah, you probably don't see him for longer than two minutes in the entire movie. I mean, except for the part where he actually escapes and he starts destroying everything, exactly. or she escapes and destroys. It's it's a uh, it's an old school theater thing, like to like Hitchcock in movies where. The less you see of something, the more important it is on the screen. And anticipation as well, too. Exactly. And with this movie, it built up these characters. Like, you learn a lot about these people in ways that you didn't learn about these characters in the multitude of seasons that the characters were on TV as the Power Rangers. Yeah, what we were talking about, um, Jason in the original was just that jock. Yeah. The guy that everybody wanted to be. I mean, they did a really... just happened to be into karate. Yeah, exactly. Well, all of them happened to be into karate. One of them into what? Capoeira? <laughs> yes. Capoeira. One was into Kung Fu because she was Chinese. And then one was a gymnast. And that just translated well. Yeah. And Billy. They, yeah. yeah. Billy the nerd who, who happens Jason, to know Who karate. Jason was teaching karate to. Oh, that's right. I yeah. remember in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's one of those things where it was like, oh, so we just picked five karate people. These kids. Ta-da. Yeah. Whereas in this one. You learn that even though Jason's a delinquent, like he stands up for Billy and it's like, oh, 
So he's an asshole. But he's an asshole with a heart of gold. And at that point, I felt like in the movie, they were trying to show that he could be a leader. Yeah. He'll take care of people that need to be taken care of. Um, But going back to... They didn't know karate. No. But then later when you see in the movie, Alpha starts training them. Yes. You have to do this. You have to do that. And he's teaching them how to fight. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's a good old, almost like a good old montage uh, training scene. Minus the, you're, you're the best around yes. song. Yeah. Minus the, the thematic music. But it's one of those things where you actually see them become the warriors. And this was an origin movie. It wasn't That's just, how I took it. Exactly. And it wasn't just a jump in action. You're the heroes now. Mm-hmm. And see, that was the reason why I didn't really want to watch it because I thought that's what it was going to be. Just jump into action, you're the heroes now? Yeah, exactly. But they actually made it into a story and they made you follow along with it. And I told people when I saw the movie, they asked, what do you think of it? And I told them it kept my attention the entire time. I, yeah, I really liked it. Now to say if it was amazing and it was great, mm, there were a couple couple things that they could have fixed. Uh, I mean, that's just my opinion, though. I'm not saying that it's the end fixed all things, Yeah, exactly. Um, well, oddly enough, this episode is about your opinion. So, like, uh, <laughs> right? You know me. I don't like giving my opinion. Out, no, really. but you have. But that's, you know, part of this agreement. Uh, you like the movie. What specifics, like, what really was one of the things, aside from the character development, which you really liked? Right. And, and if we go so far into character development, we're going to start running on spoiler territory. If we're not going to, we're going to spoil it anyway, so it doesn't matter. I think we kind of did. Uh, there was a couple parts that we already spoiled. For oh, yeah, the reader repulsive thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, the stuff that we said, that's basically stuff that you see right at the beginning of the movie, though. Yeah, no, oh, it is. It's the it's the lead off into the movie. Um, it's just one of those things where, uh, okay, so how did you feel about the new suits? Because I didn't want the spandex, because the spandex wouldn't have worked. With today's world and no. all the superhero movies, too? Yeah, they would have not worked at all whatsoever. Yeah, the one guy who should get away with wearing spandex doesn't even get to wear spandex, and that's Superman. Like, he's invulnerable. He doesn't need armor, but yet they still give him a costume that looks like armor. The only guy that can get away wearing spandex, and he may actually points it out, too, is Deadpool. Which, again, is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> it was. It was fantastic. And even his is in spandex, really. It's but, I mean, like he a, even says it, yeah. though. He's, you're wondering how... I was able to squeeze my ass in these uh, spandex red pants or whatever. Um, I liked it. I like the new suits. Again, like how you said, spandex nowadays. Yeah. Especially going back to the old Power Rangers, those suits wouldn't have worked. No, no, they wouldn't have. Um, those were straight out of the 80s when they were originally filmed. I liked it for the most part that it was full body. You saw that there was no separation in anything. Like... Again, going back to the original, you saw that it was gloves. Yeah. It was a helmet and a bodysuit and boots, whatever. <clears throat> this one, it was full body. And I liked the whole thing of they were able to lower the visor or like raise the visor, however yeah. it was, and expose their face for certain points in the movie when they were actually trying to depict emotions. Yeah, instead of doing the snaps and actually pulling the helmet all exactly. the way Exactly. Yeah, off. that was the cool part because at any moment's notice, if they wanted to go right back into fighting, they could just lower their their shields yeah, and go right back in. It had a very Iron Man feel to it. I was going to say that it's almost basically they were just Iron Man. Which makes sense. If it's going to be alien armor, it should respawn like armor, like a, a technological masterpiece of armor. Yeah. Which I thought was a, a I thought it benefited really well. I mean, aesthetically, it might not have been my be all for Power Rangers costumes, but I really did like the functionality of it. It made sense. It looked like what it was supposed to be for me. Right, I still gave that nod back to the old 
suits. Yeah. Um, but it was just a suit on steroids, pretty much. Yes. Um, for it, today's it, world. It reminded me more. It People are like, oh, those suits look like. And I, then I was like, yeah, but when you watch the original Power Rangers movie with the armor, like they had completely different suits in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie with all the armor and all the detail. And that kind of reminded me of that. That movie was so bad. It, it is so bad. I still love it. <laughs> now, the thing I don't love about it is the special effects towards the end for the Megazords because they didn't shoot it because they didn't have access to the actual physical Megazords that they had in uh, Japan. Yeah. They just digitized it and it looked like shit. See, which we'll get into that later when yeah. we start discussing the movie later. Yeah. Because their Zords, that's one of the things that I had a problem with. Yeah. Okay. In, in today's world, yes. with all the technology that we have. Yes. Those Zords looked pretty crappy. Not only those Zords, the, the in, end fight uh, is... Considering the fact that we have technology um, for movies like how we talked about, Transformers. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, even. Yeah, and, well, Transformers, basically, because that's what the Zords are. They're just giant fighting robots. Yeah, they combine. Yeah. yeah. So, with all the detail that they have in Transformers, I was expecting the same thing out of the Zords. Yes. So... There's that. Uh, well, okay, then let's get right into the Zord part. Because the Zords upset me right off the bat because um, they don't look like the animals like they're supposed Mastodon? to be. No. Pterodactyl. Yeah. And it was one of those things. No, you <laughs> can go going. into all of it. And the original Megazord, when you see the original Megazord, I still have, I, I got one of the uh, reboot uh, action figures. Oh, they, they have do. the Megazord again, the yeah. full build one. And they have the, the Mastodon looks like a Mastodon. The mm-hmm. Sabertooth Tiger and the Triceratops look like those creatures and so right. is the tyrannosaur the right. pterodactyl obviously has limitations because it's obviously the breastplate for the whole thing and but it the, attaches to the back yeah the, yeah and uh but when i looked at the zords in the new toys i was just like these things look awful <laughs> uh, i mean yeah they look bad they did i like the size comparison like they actually you get a sense of scale for them when they have the big fight in Which relation. is cool. Yeah, yes. that's one of those the positives about the Zords. That and I really at least like. it's not a guy dressed up in a in a kaiju hey, suit. I love the guy <laughs> fighting dressed around up as the Mac, <laughs> fighting around cardboard buildings. I love that stuff. I love that stuff. Well, that's it's the Jesus Godzilla movie, and you love Godzilla. Though. I do. So I, I love that. Godzilla movies. Uh, but no, I totally understand why they went the digital front. But there's something so it doesn't look real, which is something that some of the the recent Godzilla film did really well, or the recent King of the Kong, uh, Kong Skull Island did, mm-hmm. where they had the mass. You could see the sense of scale, but there was uh, a physicality to it that really looked and felt real in the environment. And for me, those Zords, there's something about the way they, the sheen they have on them that just... It was just, it, it all goes, if, if you... How do you say this? It all goes down to really technicality when it comes to like, I guess, just being in, in that field. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know that I studied graphic arts. Yes. So it's just about textures and animating certain things and taking time to really improve on the details. And I felt like they were just banking on, eh, this is a good movie, so we don't really have to focus too much on this part. They'll yeah. just be happy that they're in the movie. Yeah. So here you go. Which is... No, knowing what the complaints were from the people who saw it and complained about it for me, that's the one spot that they should have taken more time for. Because a lot of the people that went into it, they went into it specifically for that. 
the they weren't in it for the fights and the zords yeah and, and then if, again you look back at movies like transformers they have amazing detail in all the tra- in all the transformers yes even video games very detailed highly detailed um one of my favorite video games of all time is gears of war and all of those characters and everything in that game is highly detailed. It almost looks like out. a movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and I just felt they could have did the same thing with the Zords. Yeah, there's no... Everything because of... There's no... Um, the benefit that some of the movies that I don't like that have been coming out, like Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, they have a very uh, aesthetic to them in the images, where how they use gray shading and blues that fit when they do the digital animation it, that doesn't take away. Whereas this one is very photorealistic the whole way through. Exactly. That's I was trying to think so, of the word yeah. of how the movie looks to me. And it's exactly what you Be- said. It's photorealistic. Yeah. And then when you have the Zords, it looks jet, like CGI. Yes, exactly. Because they didn't super saturate most of the film. And they use a normal tone palette. Those, those Zords look wrong in that tone palette. It just doesn't look like they fit in the movie. Exactly. Pretty much. And I think they could have, in editing, done something with the entirety of the film to either supersaturate or make the coloration pop more throughout the film to make those Zord scenes. And I thought they would have made them fit, considering that the opening scene, again, going back to the opening scene, that was predominantly CGI'd. Yes. And it fit the tone of the movie. It fit the photorealistic uh, tone of the movie. Yes. And... That that's the main detraction for me is when the Zords were on there, I was kind of like, okay, oh, so this is Goldar now. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Goldar to us was just Rita's uh, henchman. Yeah, a dog sphinx beast thing. He was cool. <laughs> like he looked for like he looked like a monster, and it was cool because he's the first villain they ever fight with a Megazord and everything. So it was a cool nod when he's the first villain they yeah. fight with a Megazord. And which I do like in the movie. Again, this is going back to a spoiler. Um, when Rita is going around Angel Grove, she's collecting gold. Yes, to make him, and she just so that was kind of cool. She's just robbing places, just blind, and, and the the way they did the putties is cool because they're actually kind of a threat and menacing, as with... opposed to just these goofs that are just oh, walking yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Instead of just the spandex clad guys with like rubber gloves and a rubber <laughs> face, oven mitts. Mm-hmm. They were fantastic. Especially when they got the weakest version of them made as the as the new super ones. Oh God! <laughs> when they, I don't even remember that. All you have to do is punch them in the chest. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, this I was hoping. I was, was hoping that that's how it would be in this movie. But this movie, you actually have to fight them. Oh yeah. Well, Zed's not there yet. <laughs> there you go. Zed, I made more powerful putties. What happens if I touch this thing? <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> it's like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah, it was. It was Pretty awesome. Much. Uh, but. No, I like this one because it's uh, the kids are really the catalyst for everything in this. Yes. Whereas in the other one, I think in the opening sequence, they show like astronauts on the moon, but it's obviously just a desert area that they're in because it's full daylight. Arizona? It, yeah. Yeah, probably. And, uh, <laughs> or Texas. and they just they open something and Rita Repulsa pops out of it. And that's it looks like a toilet it. or it looks just basically a sewer cap. I think they called it an intergalactic dumpster. Like they threw her a in the toilet. Trash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sent her into space and she just happened to bury into the moon. Yeah. Um, I've come across a lot of those, <laughs> but it's like, they're the catalyst. They're, they're what wakes everything up. And then it's like, Oh, we fucked up. We have to fix this. So it's also like they take personal responsibility, which is a growth in character development for mm-hmm. them. Whereas they're all kind of 
delinquents or they're obviously not doing the best of their ability or their potential yeah before this is one of those things where they go oh we fucked up we have to be the ones to fix this and going back to the character development i truly enjoy that they pretty much surrounded i don't want to say surrounded but they made billy the big piece of the group oh yeah as opposed to the old power rangers he was just the nerd that's off to the side. Yeah, occasionally he would come up with a device that would help something or he would piece together an idea for it until like Zeo, because apparently in Zeo, when they did the Zeo transformation. I have no idea what you're talking about. This uh, after going. power, after the Ninja Rangers. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about, so keep no. going. Okay, so they had uh, four iterations of Zords before they changed the costumes the whole nine. And the costumes the whole nine was based off the actual crystals that the power coins got their power from, the Zeo crystal. The morphers, right? Yeah. Okay. So they got new morphers in the whole nine, and Billy made all of those from scratch, was hmm. the whole thing. He stopped being a Power Ranger at that point. He handed over the mantle to someone else. I, and, remember, I remember that part. And he basically just uh, worked with Zordon and Alpha in the power uh, center. And he made the morphers and all the technology for them at that point. In, and all, in all reality, he was just tired of fighting. Yeah, he's like, I'm tired of this stuff. I'm 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 just gonna actually hang out the at actor home. who played Billy had a lot of problems on the set. Um, he's a he's a gay man, and um, he faced a lot of uh, there's a lot of people harassing him and set stuff on the set. It was actually kind of not the happiest environment when he wasn't with the castmates. So, but I'm sure he made a lot of money. He did make a living, and he still <laughs> gets to go to cons and like he's a beloved figure in, at cons and everything. But no, I uh, I liked this. I, I liked their catalyst. They just, as he's got, right now Isaiah has in the background the Power Rangers movie playing. And it's hard not to get distracted <laughs> by it because they just found the Power Coins. And it, it's, it's... Well, a, I have it on just for reference, just yes. in case we forget something. It, it's really, like, aside from the aside from the shots with all the Zords in it, like, the direction is really sound in it. Like, the camera works great. Uh, it's a character-driven piece. And every kid in it's really good actor like yeah i was shocked because not to uh diss any of the kids who are the now adults who are in the original power rangers franchise but they weren't the best actors i mean out of them i think we got three actors that still work today did we uh amy joe johnson still works occasionally i did not know she worked in television for a while after being the power ranger in the show felicity she did a couple uh uh, independent movies i i know the kid who played billy went on for a while and uh so did the kid who played adam the second black ranger uh oh and the I first know. black ranger is also still acting yeah the first black ranger um was the voice for jazz in transformers yes so i remember that <laughs> so they're, like they're still people producing work but the power rangers was definitely not their best work and a lot of people uh since then have gotten their start in power rangers and moved on to other stuff whereas Power Rangers isn't what launched them. Power Rangers is just a job where they learned some basics and then went on to another job and another job and another job. Whereas, it's like becoming a professional wrestler on the indies. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I think this Power Rangers movie is actually getting these kids gigs. Like, they did good performances. I know the girl who I think plays the Pink Ranger in this, yeah, she's going to play ja Princess Jasmine. Oh, that's her? Yeah. I know it got announced. She's English and uh, she's uh, English Indian. Oh, uh, a background, and they cast her to play uh, Jasmine in the new Aladdin film. Because I saw the pictures on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I did not recognize her though, and I didn't know that it was her. Yeah, 
And that's, she got noticed doing this film. And that's something you can't say for the old Power Rangers. Like, everybody's performances in this, like, it's a major budget film. It's well directed. It's well written and acted for the character development. And, like, it's like an action packed version of The Breakfast Club, is what I would say it is. Who, who said it? I forgot who it was that made a reference. They said it's The Breakfast Club meets Chronicle. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Meets Transformers. I would say it's the, uh, I, I wouldn't say Transformers. I would go Chronicle, Breakfast Club, uh, Pacific Rim. We're just watching Pacific Rim. Well, I, I one, I like Pacific Rim and I'm looking forward to the sequel. So that's kind of why it's in my mind. But robots fighting giant monsters. Oh, okay. yeah. That makes Monsters sense. that came from the sea. Yeah. As opposed to Transformers is just robot on robot action. Yeah. If you're into that, there's nothing against that. No, there isn't. There's nothing wrong with robot on robot action. Of course Max not. Max are always cool. Um, oh, and look, here's the sea right here, where Rita Repulsa will be found. Exactly. So hopefully, it's the same sea that the Dragon Zord comes out of. Ooh. Aha. I I'm hoping that's something in the sequel. Well, and that's another thing that uh, I told a lot of people. If a part two comes out, I will definitely watch it. If a part two comes out, because we've seen the Megazord and because we've seen them fighting, we know that it's going to be a more action-filled movie. They've got to go bigger, and it's got to have more action in it, which means a couple of different monster villains and definitely more them in the suit fighting. This was the movie that builds to those guys being in the story. Exactly. And they didn't have much interaction with uh, Zordon as well, too. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Zordon, I don't know if it came across to me, Zoran was actually kind of a jerk in this movie. Yeah. As opposed I, to being the guy who's, I'm your dad now. Oh, he's the absentee father version. He's like, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he, this one will take care of you. He's like yeah. the rich dad who's got a servant. Uh-huh. He's like, and he's <laughs> basically just barking orders. I'm going to go to the store and buy some cigarettes. I'll be back. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Alpha got you. Alpha's got you. Yeah. But uh, no, it's, it's, it is. It, there's more room to grow with Zordon. Uh, I look forward to Reed Repulse coming back, but also the movie's going to start off faster because we already have the setups done. You've already told the stories of who these kids are. Now let's see them a year from now or two years from now. They've been defending Angel Grove. Right. Or have they done anything big since that one fight? Are they still training? Like, There's so many avenues to go, and the best one for me is the sequel has to be the Green Ranger because... If this is the first one, and we know that it was a Green Ranger that turned on them, Rita still got the ability to do that. Can Rita physically fight after what happened in the first one? And that's where you get a Green Ranger. Because then it's the, what can we do to him? He's a kid like us. Yeah. We can't destroy him. Because I could see them doing Green Ranger for the second one. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, if they make a third one, um, Lord Zed could come. Yes. And at that point, they see that they're really in trouble, and then they could do the White Ranger and the third one. Yes. And then, I think at that point, probably stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. The trilogy. Uh, don't pull up Transformers and do, what is it, six They're going now? on seven, I think. They're going on seven? Because I think after this one, they have another one. Uh, the thing is, this film, despite being surprisingly good, and I really did enjoy it, it didn't do well at the box office. No, it didn't. And uh, and they were debating whether or not they were actually going to make a sequel. But in Grand Power Rangers tradition, they're going to make a sequel because of one financial benefit alone. 
they have made the cost of the movie and more over in action figures and toy sales. There you go. And that's it. Like they, they're a bankable franchise. If not at the box office, then by kids watching it, wanting to get it on DVD, and wanting those toys. When exactly did this movie come out in this, theaters? Because I'm right, I didn't see it in oh, theaters. Let me. It was this year, right? Yes, I believe it was. Yes, I believe it was March. <clears throat> let me pull that up while we watch this movie. Uh, it was March 24th. March 24th. Yes. Okay. So they haven't even capitalized on the Halloween costume sales yet no. either. Because you know there's a bunch of kids out there that love this movie. Yes. And I'm talking about kids that are from probably the age of eight to twelve. The target market, male demographic, eight to twelve. Exactly. And I actually I think this dem- this is actually gonna spawn over demographic for girls too. The the female characters oh, are actually course. well written in this and Yeah. Yeah, I think this is gonna be for everyone. They actually uh, portray them as strong female characters as well. Exactly. Not like Although I will say that the original Power Rangers actually did well to portray the girls. Kimberly was kind of a girly girl. Yes, but she did get down and fight. Yes, when it came to it. Yes. But she wasn't necessarily the one that was jumping in front of everybody like, hey, let's no, fight. No. But for the 90s, for action progression, it was pretty progressive for a 90s child, a children's show. True. I mean, they specifically made it so, I mean, it was supposed to be only one girl and four gentlemen when it was in the 80s in Japan, mm-hmm. and they literally wrote one of the characters as female just to have an extra female presence fighting. Yeah, because correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, this is just my take on it. Um, out of the whole group, though, to me, it seemed like they made the Yellow Ranger be the badass of the group. Yes. And there you go. She's a girl. Uh-huh. So. And I, I love that. I, I'm. It's been a year for that in film right now. Especially with Wonder Woman just recently having come out, mm-hmm. smashing box office records, so it's the first DC movie to actually be good. Oh, besides yes. the Nolan Batman series, the first DC film to actually be good. Um, I I like Batman Begins. Dark Knight was is fun, but it's a terrible Batman film. Um, well, see that's where we differentiate in opinion. I thought Part Two was the best one, then Part One, and then Third One they could have did without, and well, I would have been completely fine. Here's with. the thing: I think Part Two is a better film than part one i don't think it's a better batman film because the joker is done kind of a disservice by well it's almost a joker movie well yeah but it's also done the thing about the joker is you're supposed to fear and hate him and heath ledger is just so fucking cool that everyone likes the joker in that and then in the whole movie batman who's supposed to be the world's greatest detective is so fucking clueless that he has no idea what's going on, and it makes him look like an idiot. He was just having a bad day. That's all. <laughs> a bad string of days. I think it's like a bad month and a half for the timeline of that. Probably movie. so. But uh, yeah, it's just for me. That's a bad Batman story. It's a good story. Yeah. Uh, it's a bad Batman story. Whereas the Batman Begins is a very good Batman story. Oh yeah, because it shows you again very similar to this movie Power Rangers, where it shows you their origins and how they came to. Yeah, and they're being who they are. And yeah. well, also, Batman's a detective. Like, he's literally going through the Vulcan, uh, the crime family, and he's making his way up, finding evidence, getting confessions, catching people in the act. Mm-hmm. Like, he's being a detective. And that's the thing I like about that film, which is what I'm looking forward to in the actual next Batman film. Because the director's like, no, I'm shooting this like a noir movie, like an old, grimy detective movie. But it has Batman with a suit of with a suit beating the shit out of people, so it's the best of both worlds. There you go. Uh, this film, yeah, I liked the decisions they made. the The special effects outside of the Zords, really cool. 
Yeah. Uh, right now, the kid's running up a mountaintop, jumping off of cliffs and shit. This was awesome. Like, it was a great display of what the po- what the power coins were really doing to them. Yeah. It was almost... I guess you could kind of put that side to side with... Uh, Chronicle? <laughs> not Chronicle, but... I was thinking Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And he gets bitten by the bug, and then he wakes up, and he has a six-pack, and he's jacked. Yeah, definitely. Well, we good. actually saw that scene. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with, with the J- Red Ranger. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say with Jason. Yeah. He wakes up, he's jacked. And he has an eight-pack or and now whatever he does. <laughs> jumping over cli- uh, over ravines like uh, he jumped over buildings. Yeah, exactly. I see. It's very analogous, and I like that. Um, I I do like this film. I was shocked that I like it, <laughs> but I was ha- was pleasantly shocked that I liked it. Yeah, again, like how I told you, I was working on some art pieces, had this on in the background, and by the end of it, I had pushed all my work to the side, and I just found myself watching the movie uh, all the way until the end too. It's that's a sign of a good piece of art is where you can't take your eyes off it. Once you actually any of it seeps into you, you can't turn away. Right, and. With how people watch movies nowadays, more passively now, people with their phones out doing other stuff, if you can make a movie that someone's watching passively be something that they're watching fully committed to mm-hmm. and not in a theater setting, that's a sign of a good movie. Right. I really hope that people in the future, like, it's out on DVD now. Go see it. Get Rent a DVD. Buy a DVD. Borrow it from the internet. Yeah. Uh, but watch the film and actually give it a chance. And if you really like it, go out and go and buy it. Go and buy a piece. I, yeah, of Yeah, I always tell, it. and I've told you this plenty of times. Yes, I always tell people the sign of a good movie to me is when I'm done watching it in the theater or wherever I watch it for the first time. Um, by the end of the movie, if I tell myself I'm gonna buy it on Blu-ray, then that's what I know that I truly liked it. The yes. last movie that I did with the last movie that I did with that uh mentality was deadpool yes that film is phenomenal i love that film. right ryan reynolds that's a it's a passion project is what you see in that one and that's why it's so good exactly and that's the thing when people are committed to it and really like it what they're doing it makes it better and Mm -hmm. i think that everyone involved in this movie even brian cranston who's you know coming off breaking bad i think you really like this film yeah and that says a lot about a thing so, Isaiah, as we get come towards the end of this uh, discussion about Power Rangers, I got to ask you, uh, is there anything you're looking forward to in the near future? Anything that I'm looking forward to? It's Let's the first see. week of August. What's coming up on the Isaiah first, calendar? First week of August. Uh, let's see. There's a couple of things on the horizon for myself, uh, mainly just wrestling, I would say. Uh, it's looking to be a busy month for me as far as wrestling goes. Um, <clears throat> I know Mondo Lucha is coming up. Mondo Lucha is going to be the first week of September, I believe. Oh. Uh, September 8th, I want to say. I'm not too sure. But it's going to be first week of September. I will say that. Uh, I am looking forward to that because I actually talked to the promoter. Uh, and for the past three years, well, actually, I would say the first two. You're part of it as well on the first one. Yes. Uh, when I won the Mondo Lucha... I don't know if it's World or just Wrestling Championship. The Mono uh, Championship. Yes. Let's just say that, yeah. Uh, I got to do a theme for which the show. Awesome. I which painted was... my entire head with latex paint. Exactly. We did a Day of the Dead thing that uh, you and I have talked about for years prior to yes. that. 
Um, and then we actually got to do it, and everybody loved it, which was awesome. It was and one of the coolest entrances I've either been a part of or got to watch. Yeah. And then the following year, I did. I got to do Mad Max uh, Fury Road, and that I got, got over that. very well. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, the third year, I didn't get to do anything because I was kind of just clustered into a six-man tag, so there wasn't no room for creativity, I guess you, should, you can say. Creativity in the entrance, not in the match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but this year, I found out that I will be doing a nod to one of my favorite things that I talked about previously, uh, Deadpool. Nice. So I will be dressing similar to Deadpool, and I will have uh, one of my good friends dressing up like Gwenpool. Nice. Uh, and then... The comic nerd of me just got like a raging (laughs) nerd on. And then another close friend is going to dress up as Wolverine. uh, And we're going to do an entrance with a couple of quote unquote bad guys that are going to get their asses kicked. And before I get into the ring. I love what you do at Mondo because it's all the stuff that we talked about and all the outlandish shit that we would always mark out for if we got if we saw something like it. And And that's pretty much what it is. Get to do. Yeah, I, I look forward to it every year. Cause and Mondo's a uh, Mondo's an awesome show because it's it's a, it's very. Never mind you. It's always eight hundred plus people. Oh well. yeah, it's like a giant party. <laughs> that's what essentially in, in that's Milwaukee, what it is. and yeah. it's it's wrestling themed party where it is wrestling the kind of wrestling I love. There's amazing athleticism to it, and there's really good hard hitting matches. But there's also just let's shoot for the fucking uh, fences. Like we're we're swinging for the fences. You they, everyone goes all out with whatever crazy thing they have an idea for yeah exactly and that's just fun and to me wrestling is fun (laughs) yeah and a lot of us reference to mondo being the christmas day of wrestling for us on the calendar year uh, because it's it's so much fun everybody gets taken care of um professionally and just everybody has a good time so i'm looking forward to that there's a couple quote-unquote big things that should be happening in in august but i don't want to speak on that just yet just because you know wrestling. Yep. It, sometimes they pan out, sometimes they don't. And Cards I don't want to jinx myself. Exactly. There's always that little title on the bottom right there. Yep. Uh, with that saying, you still have, there's always freelance wrestling. Always. Freelance wrestling. That will for sure happen. <laughs> I can say that. Uh, August 18th at uh, Logan Square Auditorium uh, in Chicago on the north side. Uh, tickets go on sale. I don't know when, but I mean, you could follow them on Twitter at, at free rest, freelance rest. Um or you can look them up on Facebook, Freelance Wrestling, or FreelanceWrestling.com. Easy plug. Exactly. Uh, I didn't even mean to do that, but I just did it. No worries. <laughs> uh, where can people find you if they want to information? So I am on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm mainly active on Twitter, as you know. Yes. <laughs> um, at And all three of them are at, at Deja Vu, D-A-Z-E-Z-H-A-V-O-O. Long, convoluted twitter handle instagram handle facebook handle but it, hey it's different it's okay it's custom i will tag it in the links below exactly well isaiah this was fun i'm so glad we finally got to have you on this and i'm kind of cool that it's on episode number 50 it's really cool number and now you can you stop on. bothering me thank god oh it's never gonna stop because now i want you oh. on it again <laughs> i will stop answering your texts now <laughs> it's never gonna happen and you know it. you're too good of a friend uh for i want to like this i'm thomas sinclair I'm Isaiah Velasquez. Thank you. And you have a great day.